Well, let's go to the COP28 Climate Summit now in Dubai, where the issue of compensation has dominated. Uh, vulnerable countries that are already being hit by costly climate disasters are asking for billions uh, more through a newly formed disaster fund. Pledges to the fund so far total around $700 million. Overnight, the United Arab Emirates pledged to mobilise $270 billion in green financing by 2030 through its banks. But a new report says emerging markets and developing countries will need $2.4 trillion a year to invest uh, to cap emissions and adapt to the changes posed by climate change. We were joined now by Pacific Climate Warrior spokesperson Drew Slatter. Hi, Drew. Kia ora, good morning. Bulavanaka, Corin. Thanks for having me. uh, Nice to talk to you. All right, so this issue of compensation, the pledges, the money's starting to trickle in. Uh, Is it enough? Um, To be honest, well, first off, you know, the operate, sorry, getting the loss and damage fund operationalized is, you know, we counted as a major win for negotiators, our Pacific negotiators, um, a lot of the AOSIS negotiators. It's a major milestone getting this fund formalized. However, the pledges are just the drop in the ocean of what is required. One, um, for the loss and damage incurred by the climate crisis. And then two, to have our countries and our economies um, adapt to this crisis and then transition from fossil fuels to renewable energy. So one, while the fund being established is a great, it's a step in the right direction, um, the finance you know, needs to be scaled up and it needs to be accessible. So for Pacific nations, which are affected by rising sea levels and, and more extreme weather, a whole range of things, what would the money be able to do? So first and foremost, you know, a lot of, Pacific countries have, are putting in place national adaptation plans. These are ways to adapt to the increasing impacts of the climate crisis. The Republic of the Marshall Islands just launched their national adaptation plan, but adaptation costs money. And it is an injustice that countries that have had the least to do with causing this crisis have to then shoulder the burden of adapting. So one, money would go to adaptation. Money would also go to compensate for the loss and damage incurred by the crisis. And this kind of loss and damage, it is it can be both economic, so um, loss and damage to crops, to income, but it's also non-economic, so the loss of culture and of heritage that is incurred by climate disasters. Are Pacific voices being heard effectively at this COP summit? Um, well, you know, I don't want to... I'm, I'm not going to belittle the work of Pacific Island negotiators. You know, they're fighting long and hard hours on the inside. They've A lot of climate progress has happened because of Pacific negotiators. The Paris Agreement happened largely due to Pacific climate leadership. The loss and damage fund happened. This year, what we're calling for is a phase out of all fossil fuels. I like to hope that this is the year we make it happen. We had record temperatures this year. We broke records for heat. We can't break the Paris Agreement this year. So I do hope the Pacific voices are being heard both on the outside from civil society and on the inside with the negotiators. Uh, But that remains to be seen as to whether or not we get a phase out of all fossil Mm. fuels in the final text. Yes, the language in that final text, do you think that it may in fact end up being phased down as the sort of compromise language that people are talking about? And of course, Uh, we've had the issue of the COP president today having to sort of push back against suggestions of his his earlier comments 
that there wasn't science backing up a phase out of fossil fuels. Yeah, you know, when when we did get the phase down in previous climate talks, that was heartbreaking for not just negotiators, but for the other Pacific Islanders present at COP and back in the islands. Um, but a phase down isn't swift enough to keep us below 1.5 degrees of heating. We need a complete phase out and not just phase out of unabated because you know, the concept of carbon capture, that's not enough to keep us below 1.5. It needs to be a phase out of all coal, oil and gas. Um, COP cannot become a place for fossil fuel lobbying. Uh, the sheer amount of fossil fuel lobbyists present at these climate talks over the past few years has been concerning. Um, so we can't allow that to influence uh, the outcomes of this. Thank you, Drew. Drew Slater there from the Pacific Climate Warriors uh, group.